tonight, it is my privilege or my challenge, however you look at it, uh, my subject tonight is grace to overcome. Everybody say that with me, grace to overcome. The subject of grace, when I began looking into it, is one of the most overpowering subjects of Scripture. The idea that God would do something for mankind without any part of you playing into that work, that it was all of God that initiated this, that to me is utterly amazing. There's not one thing you can do to earn it. There is no way you can ever deserve it. It is simply God pouring out himself for us. And there's a reason for that. And I want to share some of that with you tonight. If you want to know how many verses in the New Testament have to do with grace, let me just show you. I don't have time to go through all of them. I don't have time to even bring them all to your attention. And so we're going to have to just try our best to give you a uh, a thumbnail idea that will hopefully uh, challenge your mind and your spirit uh, that will make you want to go back and read and dig into the Word and discover more about the grace of God. It seems that for many uh, of us, grace is not something that we are comfortable talking about because... uh, the way it has perhaps been mishandled in denominational ranks. And so we don't talk a lot about the grace of God as much as we ought to. But I pray tonight God will help give you an understanding and will help me be able to articulate what grace is and why grace is given And why it is involved in our life. Because when you understand what grace is and why grace is given, it becomes the keystone of experiencing everything God planned for you to experience when He purposed to save your soul. Amen. Somebody say, I'm thankful for grace. To fully enjoy and appreciate and live in what grace is given for in my life, I first have to understand what it is. So what is grace? Everybody knows or they think they know. It is the unmerited favor of God. It is God's goodness and kindness toward All of us here tonight. It is the free, undeserved love of God. And it is an extension that allows the love of God to actually make penetration into my life and genuinely affect me and change me and help me become what He designed me to be. So when you think of grace... Think of grace as a highway. 
that is going to bring all of the blessings of God into your life. That is a pathway that God is going to utilize after he saves us that will channel into my life all of the benefits and the blessings and the goodness and the favor and the mercy of God. It is so awesome to consider what grace can do in my life. Grace grace is actually what empowers me to be able to even respond to the gospel and for me to live a full triumphant life. It is this new understanding of grace that enables that relationship to be. So let's go to the book. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. We're going to begin with verse number 1. They're going to put it on the screen. We're going to read down through verse number 10. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 10. And we read, And you have he quickened who were Dead in your trespasses and sin. Everybody say, he's talking about me. And what he did for me is that he quickened me. When I was dead in my trespasses of sin, he breathed life into me. And he did it through his grace. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath even as others. But God, everybody say, but God. But God who is rich in mercy and for his great love whereth he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath he quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. What brought all of that about was the active grace of God working in my life and your life. Amen. Go to the next verse. And he hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, this is so powerful, that in the ages to come, he might shew the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us. So what is happening right now is actually a classroom in which he is educating the heavenlies of what all is going on in this earthly realm because angels cannot understand grace. They don't know what this is all about. And so you and I that were created in his likeness and though man fell in sin, he said, I have a way, I make a way and I'm going to make it through my grace. I'm going to do it because of who I am, not because of who you are. And so he is going to show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Next verse. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship. We are his masterpiece. We are his work of art. 
created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. What a powerful passage of scripture. So let's talk about it. When God saved us, he did it by his grace through his unmerited favor and love toward you and I. The work of salvation was not initiated by me, nor was it initiated by you. But he is the one that initiated that act and that purpose and that fulfillment. And he offered it to us freely. Somebody say, I don't deserve it. I don't have a way of earning it. God, because of his love for you and I, he said, I'm going to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. Amen. And so you can't earn it. You can't deserve it. Not anything we did or could have done would have brought it to pass. That's amazing. And we understand in our text that it is our faith. Everybody say my faith. Your faith is important. Because it is my faith that allows me to access that grace. And not only access it, but use it in my life. It is when I live by faith and I embrace in faith what God has started and what He has put into my life, then I can learn to experience the fullness of what He intended to fulfill in me. Listen to how Paul said it. For by grace you are saved through faith. It is faith that becomes the pathway of accessing His mercy his love, his forgiveness, because all of those things are housed in his grace. It is faith that allows me to access his acceptance of me. That's very important because he has made me his own. Righteousness, joy, peace, all of those things I have access to through my faith that I have in what he has done in my life. But of the work of grace in my life, our life is his workmanship because that grace didn't just happen one day, but it continues to happen on a daily basis as we walk this life. Now, some of you may not understand all what I meant by that, but I'm going to explain that to you right now. Listen to what Paul said to the Galatians. He said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So let's explore what being saved by grace means. The word saved in the Greek is used, it is written in the perfect passive particle. My brother's the Greek scholar, and he can explain all that to you later, but this is what it basically means. It means you are being, being saved. It's a compound, and it references the past, some past event. When you were converted, when you were filled with his spirit, there was that moment of, of, of salvation 
But that wasn't the completion of it. That was an event in the past that happened. But there is also the future work that grace continues to do in your life as you walk with him. So grace isn't just something that you experience when you repented of your sins and he filled you with the Holy Ghost. Grace is what you experience every day when you turn to him and say, God, I don't know how to get through this problem. I don't know how to deal with this situation. And God's grace, his goodness, his love, his mercy shows you how, strengthens you and empowers you to do that. So here's what it means. It means save, which is what we talked about that initial experience. But it also means to rescue, to deliver, to keep safe, to preserve, to cure, to make well. So it is something that happened in the past that continues to work in the present. So tonight, I am saved by grace when I, when, when I came to that place in my life where I repented of my sins and I ask him into my life and I receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That night, he wrote my name on a roll. Aren't you thankful? Does anybody remember that night, any of that, that day when you, when that, but, but grace didn't just do something then and say, okay, now you're on your own. Grace said, oh no, that's just what I started and what I start I'm going to finish. So every day that you live, that same grace that brought you to your knees and made you cry out to me and caused you to want to know me is going to empower you with every daily trial, with every daily pressure, with everything that you come up against, with every sin that you encounter. There's going to be grace that's going to be working right along in your life to say, hey, you can get through this. Hey, you're better than that. Come on, get back up on your feet and let's go again. Somebody ought to thank God tonight that you have some grace working in your life. Praise God. Somebody say his grace is greater. Amen. It's greater. When you and I are born again, we enter into a new life. And we enter a life that is described in this way. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. This new life of purpose, which the Lord Jesus has for me and he has for you, comes equipped with the best help and aid there is to living that life, and that is his grace. Amen. Daily grace, hourly grace, moment by moment grace for out of God's grace flows all of the ministering aids that I need to help me overcome that's powerful folks that he not only fills me with his spirit but then he gives me his grace on top of grace grace for grace it's what it says in John 1 he gives me grace for grace. 
He filled me. He saved me. And now he said, I'm going to walk with you and I'm going to give you the equipment you need every day of your life to get through everything that you will encounter in your journey from here to glory. Amen. It is help that empowers us to live a transformed life. The reason some people cannot seem to live an overcoming life is not because it's impossible but it's because they don't understand what grace is for in their life. Amen. And I'm going to hopefully help you understand that. Grace is the work of the Holy Ghost in my life, which is actually fleshing out this new life on a daily basis. Amen. It affects my attitude. It affects my spirit. It affects my outlook. It affects my demeanor. It affects my speech. It affects my lifestyle. It affects my charity. It affects every aspect of my life. And when I understand that grace that came into my life, grace was great in my life at that moment, but grace continues to be great in my life every step of my life, every day of my life, that I still have access to the love and the, pe- the favor and the compassion and the unfailing love of God every day of my life, no matter what I encounter in my journey. Amen. Praise God. Listen, listen just a moment. Grace takes the form of forgiveness, favor, Love, divine life. Listen to how it's described in Scripture. Romans 5, I don't have time for them to throw them up. Romans 5, 15 through 20. It talks about grace as being all abundant. Everybody say all abundant. In 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, it's all sufficient. He said, my grace is sufficient for thee. In Acts chapter 4, verse 33, it says that grace was great. Grace was great. Ephesians 1 and 8, it says grace is glorious. In 1 Peter 4.10, it says grace is manifold, which means many colored or many faceted. You ever seen a diamond held up in the in the sun and watch it as as you move it and you turn and everywhere you turn there's another hue and another color and another form of beauty that it that it portrays that's grace that when you hold it up and you begin to turn it in the light of God's glory that there's different aspects of God that begin to shine through its manifold I'm thankful for the manifold grace of God because the manifold grace of God it's help it's what helps take care of the man that is full in my life of all kinds of failures and mistakes and problems and challenges but grace is manifold to help cover all the needs Ephesians 429 says that grace is rich I think most of you understand tonight how rich grace is And Romans 5 says that it's sovereign. But here's what I want. Here's the works of grace in my life. Romans 6.14, it says that we live under its work. You and I live under the influence of its work. John 1.16, we receive its help and work. 
we receive its help. Romans 5 and 2 says that we stand in grace. The reason that I am even here tonight is not because I've done everything right, but because in my life is grace that gives me the strength to get back up and go on and say, you know what, by the help of God, I will live this life for His glory. Amen. 2 Corinthians 9, he said, we abound in grace. 2 Timothy 2.1, we are strong in grace. 2 Peter 3.18 says, we grow in grace. Ephesians 4.29 said, we speak with grace. Oh, we should all work on that. We speak with grace. And 1 Peter 3 and 7 said, we are heirs of grace. Amen. What a wonderful work that grace does. So we know that by faith we access all that grace gives. It's abundance. It's fullness. And I don't have time to go into all of that. But everything that grace represents, I challenge you to go home and get a concordance or get on the computer and just start researching everything that grace represents. And everything that you write down, you just put beside it. That's mine. God did that for me. He gave that to me. He empowers me with that. He gives me the strength to do that. He gives me the will to do that. He gives me the mind to do that. He gives me the spirit and the heart to do those things. Because everything grace represents, my faith gives me access to that abundance. The second thing that I want you to understand is that grace is what enables you and I to grow. You and I need to grow. And it is that grace that enables us to grow properly. He gives us grace for the day. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 21 through 25 talks about it's not we, it's not what we have done, but we are here because of the mercies of God. And he talks about great is his faithfulness. His compassions fail not. They're new every morning. All of those things are a part and parcel of grace. But basically what they're telling me is that daily, everybody say daily, daily, God gives me what I need to get through that day. Grace. Amen. Grace. It's what grace teaches us that helps shape and change our lives into his likeness. Amen. Titus 2, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. And what does grace do? Grace teaches us. What does it teach us? It teaches us to deny ungodliness and our worldly lust it teaches us to say no it teaches us to say not me not today teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust and that we should live soberly amen righteously and godly in this present world Amen. Grace is there to help me grow on a daily basis. It's what helps build my life of faith. The spirit that enters in at a moment 
continues to work out its fruit in my life on a daily basis. Amen. As we follow on to know the Lord, the scripture says, John said it like this, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become. What a powerful statement. He gave us power to become the sons of God. We become more like him who created us when we allow his grace to actually work in our lives on a day-by-day basis. And when we do, this is what happens. Destructive habits begin to be dealt with in our life and they begin to be removed. When we allow the grace of God to truly work in our life, then thought patterns that are not healthy and that are not good for our being, those thought patterns can be changed and redirected. When we allow grace to work in our life, then our very day behavior begins to be affected so that we actually are nice and we smile huh? yeah praise God some of us need to practice that smile a while and give your face a rest amen when we allow grace to work in our life on a daily basis it empowers us to grow so that the things that were once part of our lives begin to fall away amen the associations that we made change we find a new new uh, a, a new lover in our life our discipleship does not happen all at once But it happens every moment of every day as we allow grace to work more out of our life and more into our life. Amen. Now, I know that most of you aren't the same kind of sinner that I am or I was when I came to the Lord. I know most of you were born with halos and you had just silver lining around your life and you had wings that were not attached properly, but... This man right here has had to deal with a lot of humanity that was not willing to do the will of God, was not willing to do God's purpose. But as I walked with him and I grew in that relationship with him, his grace began to work those things out of my life. So that what I was, I'm not anymore. Now I may not be what I should be tonight, but I'm not what I was. And I'm still on a journey. I'm not through yet and God's not through with me. And neither is he through with you. So don't get bent out of shape or give up on yourself just because you fail. Get back up and understand God has given me some grace to know how to live through this and overcome this. And be what he called me to be. Amen. Our discipleship, again, it does not happen all at once. Patience is needed. And it's needed more often than we like to talk about it. And patience is an ugly thing to have to work out in our life. It's not anything you pray for. But it's what everybody needs. Because the only way that I'm going to get from here to glory 
is with a whole lot of patience. Amen. And here's the deal. God has it with you. Why don't you have it with yourself? Why is it that we sometimes do the devil's business by beating ourselves up and beating ourselves down? Well, you know, if you really had the Holy Ghost, you wouldn't be dealing with that attitude. No. You may need more Holy Ghost, but you're probably going to deal with that attitude because that's part of that humanity that you're still connected to. And that's what grace is for. Grace is to help work that out of you. And that's why you don't ever get to the place where you say, well, I'm a hopeless situation. There are no hopeless situations in God. And all of it, if we're not continuing to grow, something is wrong with us. Amen. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord. The third thing that grace does is that it helps us endure the storm. And I know you know this, but let me remind you. There is no life on earth that is without storm. Now, listen to me. It doesn't matter if you have the Holy Ghost or you don't have the Holy Ghost. Storms happen to everybody. I've had people tell me at times, you know, Brother Hughes, I didn't have any of these problems before I started trying to live for God. And I want to tell them, you don't even know what you're talking about. Because the fact is, your life was so messed up when you came, that's the reason you came. What do you mean you didn't have any troubles? The Bible said it rains on the just and the unjust. It doesn't matter who you are. If you live this life, you are going to encounter storm. Here's the deal. There's a way to live through the storm, and that's through the grace and the goodness of God if you know how to activate it in your life. And that's the reason that he gave us grace, so that we could endure the storm. We would not expect, and we should not expect, that being born again will help level or it will help straighten the troublesome highway of life. It's not going to do that. So don't, don't come to God thinking, well, I've got everything made now. I won't have any more problems. Yeah, you will. You say, well, what's the use in living for God? Because you're going to have problems if you don't live for God. Here's the deal, though. Living for God, He equips you with what you need to deal with those problems and overcome those problems and use those problems to make you a better person. And when you don't live for Him, you don't have any of that. Amen. Trials, storms happen to everybody. The tough times come even when you don't want them. And sometimes they're hard to explain. They're difficult to understand. Because you say, Brother Hughes, I'm doing everything I know to do right. And yet I'm dealing with all of this chaos. Let me tell you something. That's part of life. And here's the deal. Listen to what Peter had to say about it. He said in verse 12 of, uh, of 1 Peter, he said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials to which you have been tried, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering." That when his glory shall be revealed, you, shall, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. And if you be reproached for the name of Christ, 
Happy are you, for the Spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. Now I don't know how that's truly supposed to be interpreted, but when I read that verse, they didn't put it. When I read that verse, on their part it's evil spoken of, that I interpret that to mean that when that unsaved person goes through the storms of life, all they can say is evil of what's happening to them. But when you as a child of God goes through that same storm, that same storm causes you to turn your eyes toward Him and glorify God because He suffered, you're suffering, you're identifying with His suffering, but in identifying with His suffering, you're also connecting to His grace that said, hey, if I could get through that, you can get through this. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give Him a little praise right now. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, as a thief. Don't waste your pain. <laughs> or an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on his behalf. How do I glorify God? By allowing the aid and the help of God's grace work in my life. God, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what to say. Trials should not be viewed in my life as an evil thing, but a perfecting thing. When God allows a trial to come in my life, a test, the reason He puts the fire on or He turns up the heat in my life is not so He can burn me up but it's so he can purify my life. Amen. Don't go to sleep on me just yet. When it happens that trials come and they are what they are, amen, stop and ask yourself and ask the Lord, teach me how to live in grace while you work your will out in my life. Amen. Teach me how to Live in grace while you work your will out in my life. And I want to tell you what your greatest resource will be is prayer. Amen. Prayer. I'm going to go to the last one. Grace enables us to overcome failure. Amen. Failure. As a human, we make mistakes. And we are prone to fall. The best of us. Now I know some of you, again, have halos. And... Uh, you walk a little straighter than most of us. But there's some of us that struggle. Amen. There's some of us that don't always get it right. Now I know you don't ever do that. You don't ever get an attitude. You don't ever let your fire burn. Yeah. You don't ever let that short fuse get ignited. But I have to confess to you, sometimes mine gets lit. And something comes out of your mouth or some attitude is displayed or some spirit is manifest that's not really who you are. And you feel ashamed 
and you feel embarrassed. But Grace said, hey, come on, I got you. Let's get on our knees. That's where it begins. Let's get down on our knees. Let's talk. He said, if you have sinned, you can confess your sin and he is faithful and just to forgive you your sin. And if you say you not, you've never sinned or you don't sin, you are a liar. I didn't say that, folks. That's in the book. Oh, it doesn't say it quite like that in those words, but that's what it means. But failure's remedy is found in God's grace that is extended to me on a daily basis. That no matter what my failings are, my shortcomings, God is there with His amazing love and His forgiveness. Uh, let's go back to that, that definition. Rescue, what all does that say? Rescue. It delivers me, it keeps me safe, it preserves me, it cures me or it heals me, it makes me well. That is the work of grace in my life on a daily basis. And grace is given to me to help me overcome my failure. His grace helps us get back up and keep going. If you don't believe that, read the story of Simon Peter in Matthew of his colossal failure and the embarrassment of his denial. And yet after the resurrection, the Lord said, go tell them to meet me. Oh, and by the way, tell Peter to be there also. And here he comes. Can you imagine what that first meeting must have been like? You talk about egg on your face. How do you undo that? You can't. You say, well, I'm just going to let it define me the rest of my life. No, 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 no. No, no. Grace is greater than that. So we don't let our failures define us. We go back to our knees. We ask the Lord to help us. We ask for His mercy. We ask for His forgiveness. And we are confident of this very thing. That He which hath begun a good work in me will perfect it against that day. That whatever God started in my life, He's going to finish it. Amen. God's going to finish what He started. Failure is never something we enjoy, but it's also not to define us. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. See? It means I'm a liar. A deceiver is a liar, isn't it? So I, what I need to do is understand that in my humanity, in my flesh is no good thing. And there will come times in my life when I will not measure up to the mark. And I'll miss it. That's what sin is. It's missing the mark. But he said, hey, I've got a remedy for that. You don't have to, you don't have to let that define who you are. Come on back. Let's, let's talk about this. And we call out to him and we ask for his forgiveness and his grace.
His grace covers. His grace forgives. His grace embraces and draws us back in. Listen to what Paul said. I love this verse in 1 Corinthians 15. He said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Amen. Amen. I love that. You're looking at grace tonight. Turn to your neighbor. You're looking at grace right now. Amen. You're not looking at goodness. You're not looking at perfection. You're not looking at all of that other stuff that we like to hide behind. You're looking at grace. Amen. Is anybody here thankful for grace that helps you overcome? Come on, stand up on your feet right now and let's give him some praise in the house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace that is greater than all our sins. Ah, yes, yes, yes. But he gives more grace. (laughs) Yeah, he gives more grace. And from his fullness have we all received grace for grace. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. Amen. But grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and our, in our love you see, see that you excel in this act of grace. The reason God gave us grace is so we could act in that grace so we can live in that grace. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that you not only saved me in that moment, but every day I live, you're continuing that work in my life. Every day I live, grace is walking right beside me. All the steps that I take in my life and all the stumblings, grace is right there. Come on, let's praise him one more time. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. The Bible said in Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace. Praise God. It's greater. Amen. I said it's greater. Oh, grace. Grace. Oh yes, God.